MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, here we go. Pac-12 fans, this one's for you. Put your hands up! This is the Pac-12 Apostles. Keeping it real. And only the truth lives here. Pac-12 Apostles. I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amsden, and this is the Pac-12 Apostles, and college football has started. We got a little taste last week, and now it is time to go full force in this joint 100%. So excited. Um, We have a bunch of Pac-12 games this week, and... uh, All of them are non-conference games, so we get a chance to talk about some actual excitement. Um, And this is and we did our preview show last week. So go back and, you know, listen to that. But now we are here with the uh, the first games and the first game starts on Thursday. Everybody knows I hate Thursday night games and Friday night games even worse because they're terrible for the conference. On Friday night games, nobody is like high school games are going on and the people who are actually will need to see the games are at high school games. So I digress. So we will start Northern Arizona. Oh, and we are keeping score as usual because um, I'm pretty sure I whooped Ralph's ass the last two years in picks. But, you know. We'll stick with pretty sure and not look it up because I don't want to ruin. It. <laughs> I don't want to ruin your college football opening week with truth and facts. <laughs> All right, so Ralph, Ralph's going to keep track for us this year. He's our resident statistician. All right, first game up, we have Arizona's Northern Arizona at Arizona State. Arizona State gets a chance to, you know, undo. And well, actually, gets a chance to knock off some of the stain of recruiting and all of this stuff to actually play football games. Is there a line on this game that is on Pac-12 Network Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific? 
I have yet to see a line on this game. Um, I'm searching around right now. I would assume that the the prudent thing would probably be three and a half touchdowns, considering that this is a Northern Arizona team that did beat um, University of Arizona last year uh, with a similar spread. Uh, but I'll see. I'll see if I can find one, George. If there's no line, that, the line's usually like a billion. That's true. And sometimes, uh, what what's tough for odds makers right now is that uh, more and more coaches are getting away from putting out depth charts. Yes, they and, just put out these even, organizational charts. Yeah, and even the the teams that are putting out depth charts have the word or. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, like this person or this person is starting at like half the positions. What do you interpret that as? Because my personal view is that, you know, a lot of people are saying all coaches are scared to give away any tactical advantage. My opinion is that coaches are scared of the transfer portal. Yes. There's bingo, there's, bingo, yeah, bingo. So it's always an open competition. So you can keep it as or, and that means that it depends on situation, yeah. how the play goes, you know. So, yes, that is a coaching tactic, 100% sure, and not a competitive advantage tactic. So uh, Action Network, we can we can use their line since, uh, since there's not very many places actually have a lineup right now. Last year, Northern Arizona went five and six. A lot of injuries, especially on the defensive line. Uh, Arizona State went eight and five, but Northern Arizona did beat Arizona. The line for this game on Action Network is twenty five and a half. Okay, okay, so so let's go with that twenty five and a half. Thank you, okay. Action Network, for coming through. Um, twenty five and a half. I'm going to err on the side of Northern Arizona. I don't trust Arizona State at all. I'll start trusting them as soon as I see something from them. You know, they have Emory Jones at quarterback. He is going to be a dynamic player. I just don't know the the, the weapons on Arizona State. Who the hell is left? Ricky Pearsall is gone. Is is LB Bunkley Shelton still there or he's gone too? He is the third string slot in Norman, Oklahoma. Okay, so yeah, that, it, that that entire recruiting class is the running back from Folsom still there? Uh, I think that's Daniel Ngata. He's yeah. second string to Zazavian Valade, the Wyoming transfer, who is going to take the majority of the handoffs, I believe. Okay, so at least one one person is there because Johnny Johnson is gone. Uh, who Chad Johnson's kid? No, no, no. Yeah, he was there, right? Yeah, he's expected to – they only have five scholarship wide receivers, so he's expected to get quite a few snaps this year. They have like a former walk-on named Geo Sanders starting uh, at one of the wide receiver spots. And then Elijah Badger is somebody who got a lot of hype coming in, but that that has yet to translate to the the field. The, the, they're so thin at wide receiver. Yeah, so I, I pick Arizona State to win this game, but – I can see a scenario where it's a lot closer than it needs to be because sometimes mm-hmm. Herm Herm likes to play struggle ball. So, right, yeah, that, and, it, and it's the first game of the season. Happen. So this could be, so if so if Northern Arizona comes out with their A game and Arizona State starts out slow, like this could start out like ten nothing and then finish up like 
35 to 13. Right. Which would be a cover for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess, because that'd be only that'd only be a 22-point win. Uh, this is going to be maybe one of the only times I do this this season, but I'm going to roll with Arizona State, and here's why. You can't duplicate 106 degrees at kickoff up on the mountain. So, you know. Isn't Northern Arizona in Arizona, too? (laughs) Yeah, but it's it'd be like it'd be like going from uh, from uh, a a football team from Big Bear driving down to play in the Inland Empire. Oh, or like Like, or, or, or in the inferno that I live in. Yeah. Yeah. It has been unseasonably hot north of L.A. where 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 you're at. But like that is uh, that that's kind of that situation. And there are some really interesting wrinkles to this. Um, Chris Ball was one of the best recruiters on Todd Graham's staff. He was an assistant at Arizona State for a really long time. He's the head coach at NAU. Former uh, ASU uh, star wideout Aaron Flugrod is actually the offensive coordinator. Um, at NAU, they do want this really bad. And there are some players on this team, this NAU team, that thought that they should have had the opportunity to be uh, Sun Devils, especially wide receiver Hendricks Johnson, who, you know, Arizona State was deciding which white wide receiver to take from the state of Arizona. They chose Ricky Pearsall over Hendricks Johnson. They're both very, very good. Pearsall's now at University of Florida, and and Hendricks Johnson is, is – um, you know, one of the leading receivers for, for NAU, Kevin Daniels, the, the NAU running back is very good. I think you'll get some action from NAU in the first half. They might punch a couple of holes in ASU's defense, but here's the deal. The best that Arizona state is going to be this year is right here in week one. They are not a deep team, but they do have very, very good starters everywhere except for wide receiver. And I think you're going to get their best right out of the gate. And that's not indicative of a, of, of a typically, you know, our, our Herm Edwards team. Um, they will play Herm ball. They will try to slow things down. Uh, but I think there's so many players on this team that have heard nothing, but you're going to be garbage. You're going to be garbage. And with, with, uh, with Emory Jones's running ability, I expect him to be out of there by the third quarter. Trenton Borgay to be getting stamps in the fourth, and I think they keep scoring. So I'm looking at more of a, you say 35-13, I'm going to say 45-14, and they really busted open in the second half. So I do have Arizona State covering in this game. Mm, Nice. All right, next game, Colorado. Well, TCU at Colorado. What's What's the line here? According to ESPN, and this line has been like moving, moving, uh, what was originally a 10 point line is now TCU minus 13 and a half. Mm. TCU minus 13 and a half. Now, I have to be honest, don't know a ton about TCU yet, but. I, what I do know is Colorado's offense was really, really bad last year. Really, really bad. And they got a new offensive coordinator from Minnesota who was the captain of a really, really bad offense in Minnesota. So this leads me to believe that Colorado's offense will be really, really bad this year. So, <laughs> um, but Colorado has a tendency to play uh, struggle, struggle fights, right? Struggle fights. Right. And they put out they put out a depth chart with no quarterback, like no starting quarterback decision. I'm not 100 percent sure that Matt does it matter to you? 
No. Who's, who's no. Support? Yeah, no. I, I don't think it matters. To me no, right it's, now it's non-consequential. Who is starting at quarterback for them at all? It, it's more about who is doing. Yeah, about who's calling the plays and what offense they're actually running. That's the thing that matters the most. Right. Right. So I am going to take Colorado plus the points. Really? Yeah, I think this ends up as a struggle bus. And Colorado is going to pull out some wrinkles. I don't trust. I got to be honest. I don't feel real good about this pick. I don't. What do you think Folsom Field's going to be like on a Friday night when you're you're O and O? So there's no, and they know, have really good fans. They have a really good fans. It's going to be a Friday night, and it's going to be the first game of the season, and it's really going to be the first game post COVID when when everybody's actually comfortable going out and being around each other. And I know that for anybody listening to this, hearing post COVID, I'm specifically referring to the behavior of people and not necessarily that COVID is gone. Cause it's here to stay. Um, but I do think that there's going to be a level of energy out there that might be helpful. There's a couple of really talented um, to players uh, that do play for Colorado. It's just going to be, do they make an impact right guard, Tommy Brown, you would figure uh, would come in and, and, you know, after transferring from Alabama and lock down that spark starting spot, but they still don't even have him locked in as a starter on the depth chart. That's a thing that I'm, I'm not super sure about it. Same with running back. They, they have Alex Fontenot or Dion Smith. So um, the one guy I really trust on this offense that I think could be a, a breakout player is Montana Lamonius Craig. Uh, but again, he, you know, that's, that's a hell of a name. I like that. name. It, it is, it is, it is. ASU wanted him so bad and he ended up choosing Colorado. And now with Brendan Rice transferred out to USC, I think he's really going to get a chance to shine, but can a quarterback get him the ball? Um, I am actually going to ride with betters on this one. Everybody's just piling money on TCU and I need to see something from Colorado before I buy in. So I wish I had gotten in on the, the, the minus 10, but I'm going to take TCU minus 13 and a half. Okay. All right, man, no love for Colorado. And remember when I used to talk about on, and we'll talk about this on a whole nother show, but, but remember when I was back to pack guy? Yeah. Fuck them. That's what I say now. <laughs> USC and UCLA, every man for themselves. Oh. Yeah, that, we're, that's definitely, it, it's about, uh, if they're, if USC and UCLA are about getting money, um, then when it comes to our odds picks, we can be too. Yep. Um, all right, cool. Um, next team up, Saturday morning, 1130 a.m., Bowling Green, UCLA, UCLA. And what's the line on that game? Bowling Green UCLA is currently set at UCLA minus 23 and a half. Okay. I like UCLA in this game. I think that Chip Kelly's going to have these dudes chomping. I think that they are going to be good, playing really, really well. And they have three layups to start the season. And if they lose any one of these games, Chip Kelly should be flown into the sun. (laughs) They really, you know, um, 
after after three straight years of not winning an out of conference game, uh, they really showed last year that they meant business early in the season. And I know that they ran into Jake Hayner just like everybody else did, and they lost that game against Fresno State. But that doesn't mean their offense wasn't cooking in that game. I think that that continues. Um, Dorian Thompson Robinson and 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 Zach Charbonnet just they're they're so good. Yes. And so um it, it would be it would be a genuine shame if they did not cover uh against Bowling Green and and I'm uh, you know I I'm I'm thinking even a slow start in the first quarter's not not going to stop them once this gets going I think they're really going to pile it on. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. It should be it, and that's the way it should be cuz Dorian Thompson Robinson is coming back. That is a major plus for this team. And I think a major plus for his draft stock because he's a dude that remember I said that he can be a first round pick by coming back. If he comes back and plays well, he is going to have himself a freaking opportunity to be drafted extremely high after a lot of people thought that that he wouldn't be and didn't trust him as a player I think that it all comes to fruition because you got to like people forget he only started one year in high school one year yeah. in high school he was playing wide out so he had a lot to learn as a as a quarterback and now he's had a chance to do it he's a really good good leader I trust him and yeah, as long as he's healthy, they have a legitimate shot to win. And for people that are worried that George and I are on the same side of this and just want to fade us for the sake of fading us, this is the one bet where I would say don't do that. Bowling Green opened up last season with a 38-6 loss at Tennessee. And at the end of the year, in conference, they got blown out by about 30 points three times against Miami of Ohio, Toledo, and Eastern Michigan. This is not a good team. So uh if you're if you're planning on fading the two of us just because we agreed maybe normally that would be a good idea but not on this game exactly exactly that that my friends would be a terrible terrible idea um now uh next game well actually yeah so the next game up Oregon versus Georgia so excited about this game um, what's the line on that, Mr. Ralph Amsden? Kind of shocking. It, right As of right now, uh, this is Georgia minus 17. I love it. I love it. And the That's reason why, yes, they, they were 17-point dogs at Ohio State last year. That means nothing to, to Oregon. They don't. They really do not care. And when you look at what Georgia lost, their best wide receiver who was left on the roster transferred to Alabama. The other one, George Pickens, is in the draft. Oregon has the better wide wide receivers. Running backs, Oregon has the better running backs. Offensive line is going to be a toss-up. Georgia has uh, – oh, I saw people being like, Georgia has so much better linebackers. I was like, wait, What? That's not true. I, that's definitely not true. You have Noah Sewell. And assuming that Justin Flo actually is able to play, because um, he's only played like, like, I don't even know how many quarters he's played in two years. This is my issue with that, because you can only have four linebackers on the field at a time, right? Two of Oregon's linebackers would be starting. 
At Georgia. At Georgia. So you can't, like, it's objectively, and they know it too. So it's it's one of those things where, like, Georgia fans, for the most part, like, I run into, like, some really, really rabid ones. Um, but they they don't think that they should be even in the conversation with with Oregon. And it's just like I, I'm just asking Georgia fans to be sensible about the fact that this game could be dangerous on the sole fact that never before have you opened the season against somebody who had more information about your team. Mm. Never, never. And yeah, you beat Bo Nix three times. Bo Nix has played against you three times. So the combination of Okay, Bo Nix- so who would you say has the better quarterback situation? Bo Nix or Stetson Bennett? Bo Nix is a better quarterback than Stetson Bennett. Thank you. I mean, it's... Uh, it- Georgia probably won the national championship with a... without a top 40 quarterback last year. And that's cool as hell. I love the story of it. Stetson Bennett is going to be a hero to me for really ever. Why? To I, walk on to lead a national championship run is okay, cool no so matter what. Like, and and I know cool we're no not supposed what. to say these sorts of things about college kids, but here's the, here's the truth. You know how some people, you listen to them talk in something that they're pretty likable? Yeah. Stetson Bennett wasn't likable like that. I was very surprised, like, because his story is really good. Yeah, I don't need to like I. I don't think I need to like you as a person. Like, I respect very, 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 very much the grit of a certain Arizona State quarterback in the late two thousands, uh, <laughs> and. Uh, and I don't need to like him as a person to respect what he did. <laughs> That's your boy. <laughs> no, it is not. Um, but like, but, uh, who's, but, the, and, who's the dude in, um, that's not supposed to be named that Gargamel Gar, uh, uh, in, in Harry Potter, Harry Potter. Yeah. Voldemort. Okay. Voldemort. I've never seen Harry Potter, so I have no idea. Wow, you've never seen Harry Potter or never Friday seen Night it, Lights. Never read a book. No, no, I've read. So, oh, I didn't even tell you. I finished Friday Night Lights. The book or the movie or the show? The show. Oh, my God. So you like binged it in like what? Like two weeks? No, like two months. I watched wow, all and you, five seasons. We talk every day. I and forgot you never even to tell, dude. Do you know what is funny? I couldn't remember where because because uh, I because I have my nighttime show, and I kept bringing up to people like, "Yo, I finally watched Friday Night Lights," and they're like, "I don't care," and I couldn't remember where that conversation happened. That's now, insane to me. I could probably tell you what you had for lunch the last five days, and you didn't bring up. That's wild. Oh, do you to feel me. like? Do, do you feel betrayed right now? No, I'm impressed. Like that's yeah, great. Like how, like, did, how did that not come up? No, that's like somebody running a marathon and not telling anybody. <laughs> Nobody dude. runs a marathon. Like the purpose of running a marathon is to tell everybody you ran a marathon. Yeah, dude. I watched, we talk. We talk okay, every so, day, and you didn't bring up Friday Night Lights. That's wild. Yes, dude. I watched the entire show. It cool. was amazing. Right on. I love. I'm glad. I'm happy for you. I'm happy oh, for you. It's oh, a man. very and, and I remember when I first I first finished it like over a month ago. And 
I <laughs> and I had so much to say and nobody to share it with. Now I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> I've been because trying, I been didn't like four, remember. I just I tried to get you to watch it for four years and I wasn't trying to be pushy or whatever because the last thing that I want to do is build up and I there's enough expectations around around Friday Night Lights, but it is a delicate show. Like you can't oh, yeah. tell somebody okay. you can tell somebody that it's that it's like the best show you've ever seen. And they'll go into it thinking that it's a good show. And in a lot of ways, it's not a good Co- show. Correct. Like that's the thing. Okay. So the amount of, I know that teenagers drink, but like the amount of like just gr- gratuitous drinking and, and the or parents casual are just drinking. like, yeah, yeah. Casual the parents drinking. are just like, no problem. Yeah, like it's one thing. Like I, we, you and I know that like teenagers when they drink, they're gonna like binge because they don't know the next time they're gonna drink, and it's like the first time doing it, so they're they're gonna go overboard every time. Yeah. But like cr- cracking a cold one as a sophomore to down with your steak and then not having a second beer, just the concept of that is so funny to me. Correct. And then the amount of adult teen sex was just like, I was like, Extra- they put this on TV extraordinarily uncomfortable yeah yes but it is it is such a compelling show it's just i always with people who haven't watched it before i'm always really careful to not tell them that it's like excellent or something because in so many ways i mean it legitimately the second season might be one of the worst seasons of television ever constructed and the fact that they saved it from that and the fact that it's really two different shows yeah uh from like the short episode seasons with Michael B. Jordan to like the, you know, whole Jason street stuff. Like the fact that they brought that show back from the dead, uh, there's so I, we could turn this whole podcast into that, but that is, that is so wild to me that you didn't say anything. Um, my, the Friday night lights reminds me so much of the PAC 12. <laughs> like it's not a good conference. It's not the best conference, but it's the conference I love. <laughs> and it's like, and it's the one that I want to spend all my time talking about. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. 
So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, who was your favorite character in the entire show? Michael B. Jordan. Um, yeah, Vince Vince Howard. Yeah, and I think it's because I watched Friday Night Lights, Parenthood, and The Wire, like, all in close proximity. Yeah. And then that movie, I don't know if you know the movie Chronicle, the found footage superhero movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know some. Yeah, like, all those things came out at the same time, and I was like, oh, Michael B. Jordan's, like, like the next Will Smith. Like, he's the yeah. next enormous See, thing. And I, I thought, like, the whole... Like just the whole scene of like him having the gun and his mom and like no spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen the, 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 the last season. But I just thought that like he was in there matching Kyle Chandler, like yeah. blow for blow I, as an actor. And I thought that was so cool. I, I ended up hating Tim, Tim Riggins. <laughs> Fair. Oh my God. He's just such a screw up. And then I, I could understand, like I empathized with Landry. He's just a dude trying to do the right thing, trying to tr trying to find love, and he just can't, dude, because he's not cool enough. I mean, that's what it came yeah. down to. He just wasn't cool enough. As somebody who was in a Christian band in high school and also one of the worst players on the football team, it was a little too close to home for me. I never murdered anyone. Okay. I never, I, I never, I never uh, pushed anybody off a bridge or whatever. Um, so I don't have that much in common with Landry, the murderer, uh, which really set the tone for who he was in Breaking Bad and in many other things. All um, they really had to do was just tell the truth from the beginning. But that's just a whole <laughs> different. I mean, just. Yeah. But anyway, and, speaking and, of, and my least favorite character in the whole show is Tyra, probably. That's fair. That's fair. But speaking of murders, Georgia minus 17. <laughs> Wait, Welcome back to the Pac-12 yes. Apostle. Oh, yeah, duh. All right. So who are you taking? Oregon. Oregon. And it's oh, not yeah. like a Pac-12 pride thing. It's just one of those things. That if So if Georgia, if, if Oregon was the, if Oregon was coming off a national championship and Georgia like hired Mario Cristobal out from, uh, under Oregon in the process and Oregon graduated all of its players from that national championship. And then Oregon came in minus 17 with a roster full of four and five stars 
and the head coach, like I, it, it would be the same way for me. I'd be like, man, this guy, he knows, he knows too much. And so I think the combination of Bo Nix and Dan Lanning at least keep this game close. And Oregon has a history of challenging itself right out of the gate, whether it's, whether it's Auburn or Ohio state or now Georgia. And all those games have been close. I mean, I know yeah. Oregon got really out in front of, uh, of Ohio State last year, but then like the Chris Olave show and, and you know, it ended up being a closer game. And so yep. I just I see this game being a lot more exciting than a than a three score. I can't tell you if I think Oregon's going to win because I just don't know that much about who's left at Georgia. Yeah, um, but I, I, it, I just the idea of it being a three score loss is so oh. hard for me to stomach. Yes. Yeah. 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 The, the, this is a hype machine thing. And that, yeah, I'm not buying it at all. Okay, next game up. Now, um, oh, where the hell did it go? All right. Um, oh, but uh, well, Georgia at tight end, no? That is a good tight end room, buddy. Yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they have... Darnell Washington, the, who the kid, the enormous human from George, I mean, from Vegas, he's 6'7", 270. I and remember then, him. I remember his recruitment was wild. Yeah. Yeah, Because and you have Brock, Brock Bowers. He's fantastic, yeah. Yes. So uh, maybe you, because you're, you're a connoisseur of tight ends, having been one at the, in a high level in college and in the NFL, uh, one of my favorite tight ends of all time who never really actualized his potential at all in the NFL is a Georgia tight end. Who is that? Six foot eight, six, six foot eight monster. Do you know who I'm talking about? No. Played for the Cardinals and Steelers. Oh, oh, I can't, I can't remember his name. I know it. I can see his face though. I think it was his name it was Leonard Pope. Yes. Yes. He just couldn't yeah. run, dude. He was an enormous human, but he just couldn't, couldn't run like that. It always cracks me up when you get somebody who's six eight out there, and I'm like, man, this guy could be such a weapon. And now the Washington Commanders are doing it with former uh, ASU tight end Curtis Hodges. Um, he made the the fifty three, and they think that they can get something out of out of him being six foot eight, and he can run, but I don't know if he can block at an NFL level. So it'll be interesting to to see. But man, Georgia's always been putting out crazy athletes. They've just never been really able to put it all together and last year they had the opportunity to do that and i just think you can't i i believe in regression to the mean i think that they're going to be an excellent football team i just it's hard for me to say yeah everything. they captured lightning in a bottle last year yeah <clears throat> and yeah. they'll be back to being great in a national championship contender next season right and there's not a lot of teams that are built in a way where i believe I think Alabama's the, maybe the one because not even Clemson could do it, where the where it's like shark's teeth, like one row falls out and there's just teeth, <laughs> yes, just shark, exactly, ready to be there. And and I'm like our best team this year in the Pac-12 is probably Utah, and and I think that structurally they're really built to compete to possibly go to a college football playoff. The interesting thing about them is it's not like shark's teeth. It's like it's just it's you know. They, they, they are built to consistently be good, but they have this one opportunity right now to be excellent. 
And I, so I'm, I'm kind of hoping, you know, if yeah. it can't be Oregon or, or Arizona state and I, I <laughs> try not to laugh, but if it can't, if it can't be like, you, you know, the school you're an alumni of or the one that I'm an alumni of, I would love for, for Utah to be in the same situation Georgia was last year to capture lightning in a bottle and go all the way. Yep. All right. Um, Arizona at San Diego state. This is a dangerous, dangerous game for Arizona state. This is a, I'm sorry, for Arizona. This is an ultra dangerous game because this is a game they can win, but I, this is a game I don't know if they should win. It feels like you know, if they win this game that it'll be more like, that that this will be a full acknowledgement that like stuff is fully going in the right direction. Do you know who San Diego State's starting quarterback is? Uh, when yes. I tell when you when you like when you realize who San Diego State's starting quarterback is, then you know Arizona can't lose this game. <laughs> it's Braxton Burmeister, bro. Yeah, and Bra- and my, my, mind you, Braxton has he is one of those kids that has traveled through every single college football state right now. He's been at he Oregon, then he was at uh, uh, Virginia Tech. And now he's at San Diego State. I don't even know how he still has eligible. Well, well, COVID is why he still has eligibility yeah. left. But that but was how wild. did he get to? How did he get to Oregon? Do you remember? Uh, Willie Taggart. But he flipped he from did? Arizona. From Arizona. Mm. Him and That's Khalil Tate were the two quarterbacks committed to Arizona. I used to go to rivals camps, George, where Khalil Tate would line up with the receivers and pair up with Braxton on on reps. Yeah. And that no, and talk shit to him. Are you serious? They were in line. He would line up at receiver paired up with Braxton. He'd be like, "You're the quarterback, I'm the athlete. Let's go." Why and they were would both he do that? to Arizona at the same time? Because like because we're at a rivals camp and everybody's viewing Khalil Tate as an athlete, right? And Braxton is also committed to Arizona. They're both committed to the same place. And the expectation is they're going to compete for the starting spot when they get there. So Khalil would line up as a tight end or a wide receiver. And he'd, he'd chirp over to Braxton and be like, you're the quarterback, right? Like, let's hit me. And I remember Ooh. just at the time being like, whoa. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Like so- Khalil Tay is just built different as a I, – I can't I, – I don't know. I could, and, then, so and then Braxton what's Burmeister the line on this game? Minus six, I believe, for San Diego State, and and I, I the I don't know if there's anybody in the Pac-12 that San Diego State would go up against where I would call them after the last five six years. Yeah, not, the San Diego State not only has earned their place in the Pac-12 eventually, if if yeah. if we give them an invite, we should be scared because <laughs> they've been See, bullies, man. They beat. UCLA, they beat Arizona State twice. They beat Utah last year, and they got a real chance to put it on Arizona. See, I don't um, know I, if they can do that if they have to play a Pac-12 schedule every day. You hear me? That's fair. That's fair. But I, you would you would figure maybe their recruiting would but, oh that 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 would have an uptick too. Yeah, yeah. But what like San Diego State won this matchup last year by twenty four points. But Arizona did not have a quarterback. Like, Ver- Verifiably true. did not have a quarterback. 
that's true. I think it was like Will Plummer's first game or they put him in at halftime or something like that. Here's the deal, George. I just can't. I, I, I know everything in me is screaming. This is San Diego State in an in a non-conference game versus a Pac-12 team. Uh, it, it's at home. It's in San Diego. Yeah. Everything in me is screaming, take the Aztecs. But like the idea of betting on Braxton Burmeister. Yes, it 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 seems impossible. Like you you're like, bro, there's no way I'm betting on Braxton Burmeister to win. Like how how even, can you in good conscience do that? Are they even gonna throw though? And if they don't, how bad is it gonna get for Arizona? Hmm. If you can win a game without throwing the football, you deserve to win. Like, you deserve to win. And I actually, even more than that, the other team deserves to lose. Well, uh, San Diego State just doesn't have a ton of guys that... I think they got a fifth-year running back in Chance Bell from Burbank that might... Go off, but I I I gotta do it. I got okay. I, so I can't. Sa- yeah, yes. Yeah. San Diego State has Chance Bell or Cam Davis or Jordan Bird or Jalen Armstead. Man, I can't do it. I can't bet on Braxton Burmeister, and it is no offense to him. I just cannot. Oh, do uh, you know that uh, T Mac is starting really? versus San Diego State? True, true freshman. Uh, they have Jamari Joyner listed as third. Yeah, I know he's recovering from a foot surgery. I really hope that that's what it is because he's still their best athlete. I would hate to see him run yeah. third, but I know he's got some stuff to come back from. And Noah, I'll say, so Jaden Delora from Washington State is listed as the starter. Jordan McLeod yeah. or Noah Fafita is listed as the backup. And then Gunnar mm-hmm. Cruz and Will Plummer are after that. And yeah, those and aren't oars. Yeah, and Will's – I don't think Will's practiced all summer. I think he's been out. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I forgot he got hurt that bad last year. Um, and then they have Dorian Singer starting at wide out as well. Former walk-on, but he can ball. Yeah. I, and, uh, I can't do it. I can't I, – I refuse. I refuse to pick against Arizona for the sake of a Braxton Burmeister-led team. And I'm not being a hater. I just – physically i'm incapable of gambling all right what's the what's the line on the game san San diego state's favorites six Six, yeah yeah i'm going with arizona too bro i'm not saying arizona wins but i just if they if they do lose it'll be a three-point big it'll be a three-point loss yeah i hope so okay all right uc davis at sandy at cow What's the line on this game? Because that's a Pac-12 network game at one o'clock on Saturday. Are you gonna be? Are you gonna be glued to the television? <laughs> no, for UC no, Davis because uh, Brett Johnson's not playing. Man, I remember UC Davis and Cal played Brett Johnson's freshman year, and Brett Johnson uh, tackled their running back. I think his name was Teron Thomas, and he threw him like four or five yards just threw him into the backfield. And I don't know if you get forward progression on that, but like that was the first time. And I, I watched Brett Johnson in high school, obviously, but that was the first time I was like, Oh, he can do it at this level. Yeah. Uh, 
and and it's going to be a huge bummer that that he's missing this year. I don't have odds on ESPN for this game, so I'm going to look it up on Action Network. Um, UC Davis is not good. I mean, they're not they're not they're not terrible, but like they. Let's see. I think they're out of conference last year. They they played Fresno State and they lost by 53. So they only had two wins last year. University of San Diego, which is like a non-scholarship private college, right? Yeah. And um, and Idaho State, which was one of the worst teams in all of the Big Sky. So the yeah, this is going to be this is going to be rough. I think the. The cool thing for Cal and and yeah, no, this is gonna. I, I might be talking about Cal Poly. I'm talking about Cal yes. Poly, so I'm not yes. even talking about. I was about, about to UC say, Davis. yeah, bro. This this team, what whatever the line is, I will take Cal. Yeah, I'm excited for Jack Plummer. It's okay. So UC Davis actually started out five and zero, and at one point they were eight and one, and then they lost their last three to end the season. They didn't actually play a big time opponent. They beat Tulsa to open the season, so it's it's dangerous enough. Um, but Cal should be able to handle it. I'm gonna look up. Uh, I'm gonna look up UC Davis and and Cal on Action Network. You, so you're saying whatever it is, no well, matter unle- what, unless it's like thirty five, then no. Listen, listen, everything is for sale. Everything just ain't on sale. Well, you're going to like this because the uh, one that I found is 21 and a half. Ooh. With an over under of 45. Oh, God. That means they don't even think that they're going to score. All right. So I'm going to go with. Yeah, I'm going with Cal. Okay, Cal has outscored UC Davis three seventy eight to thirty six over their last ten meetings. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna take Cal too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Easy. Easy work. All right. We have Rice at USC. Pac twelve Network. Lincoln Riley starts it off. That's how I know Rice is how I know that football is so much bigger in Texas than where I'm from. Because Houston and Phoenix are like the same size city. And I'm pretty sure Houston has like three major college football programs. And Phoenix has zero. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, damn. That's cold. That's cold. Um, Maybe Grand Canyon University will get some football at some time. Yeah. So you have. What is this? 32 and a half. Oof. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's bro. five touchdowns. Yes. Yes. That's five touchdowns, bro. I am going to take Rice in this game because I do think it's going to take USC a minute to jail a little bit. It's tough in first games. I'm taking Rice, but US, USC is going to roll. Like, like th- this isn't going to be a close game. Yeah. Rice but I, took I think on- that instead of it being 32 and a half, they went by like 28 or 31 max. Okay. Well, th- uh, maybe this will change your mind, but early in the season last year, before Rice kind of figured out what they were doing, uh, they lost at University of Texas, San Antonio, 45 to nothing at the University of Texas, 58 to nothing. 
and in the crosstown game against Houston, 44 to seven. So, yeah, but I still go on with Rice. Um, do you know Jake Constantine, former yes. uh, R- uh, Rudy Carpenter trained quarterback? Yeah, that started out, I think, Boise State. He's actually Rice's quarterback, and he didn't have a terrible. When he came in last year, they actually started to play well. He threw for twenty-two uh-huh. yards and eighteen. Hey, or, got something going in my favor, fam. All right, so I got right. Rice to cover. I think it's a Lincoln Riley statement game. Um, so I think it's you a welcome can't to LA. make a statement game against Rice. You don't think so? you don't think if it's you don't think if it's fifty five to nothing that people are going to be that that the the lower IQ amongst us are going to be like, would, it back. would it would have to be seventy. They would they would have to touch seventy. If they touch seventy, that's going to wake up some eyeballs. If Gary Bryant isn't playing in the second half of this game, USC has failed. <laughs> Damn. I can't believe he's running third string, man. I, I That USC depth chart was eye-opening because it's like pretty much everybody that Lincoln Riley brought to the table and everybody that was already at USC is playing from, from behind. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a bunch of players jump ship after the year as oh, yeah. Lincoln Riley replenishes with, with, with everybody that he wants to bring in. But like, it, yeah. It is, uh, and and they look they look okay. The offensive line isn't as bad as people were making it out to be. It is interesting to me that that Brett Nealon has stuck around and found his way into being their starting center because you're talking about a guy who's maybe six feet tall and and has great technique, but he's always been on the smaller side and 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 so for him to be out there starting, um, he he must have really worked his way back, or they're very thin on the offensive line. So we're definitely going to find out, but it's not going to be Rice that tests them. So oh f- oh for oh for sure. But that USC wide wide receiver depth chart with Gary Bryant at third and Cal Ford third, bro, that is and Terrell Bynum transferring from Washington. A lot of dudes thought that they were going to go go there and get you know a, a start. Mm-mm, ain't going like that, pal. All right. Well, I'm, so I'm taking USC. Are you going to celebrate when uh, your boy Die wins the Heisman? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities 
and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What? Hell no. Dude, I just, it corrects me up that it took you like three years. It took you three years to come around on it. (laughs) And then he bounced to USC. And then you're probably just sitting there like, I knew I didn't like that guy. Exactly. 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 Um, Utah at Florida. What's the line on this game? Uh, Shockingly close. Um, I've heard some people saying that they believe that the weather could affect Utah. I don't, they, I don't know. They what practice to... at altitude. They will, they will be okay. Yeah. And so it's, it's Utah minus three. I got Utah. And do you know what? I'm looking at the Utah depth chart. Do you know how many oars, how many positions that they have a or at? And it's probably not even gamesmanship. Everybody's probably just a monster. <laughs> they only have one spot that has oars in it, and that's running back. Tavion Thomas or Micah Bernard or Chris Curry or Jalen Glover. They're all gonna touch the football. That's uh that's, that's the scary. only spot. So that means Coach Whittingham, don't do this. Listen, I want to appease everybody. No, he like you're either starting or you're not. If we make a change, we'll make a change, but I don't I, I'm here's why I'm not afraid of Florida. Uh Anthony Richardson's a good quarterback. Billy Napier's a good coach. There are very good players on Florida's roster. I know you're not gonna say anything overly kind about Florida because if 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 you were worried about what Florida fans thought of you, you you'd have been you'd, <laughs> you'd have been you'd have been in the nut house because I I've never seen a fan base swarm. Uh, oh God, anybody Dude, the way that they. I, I'm so happy that you reminded me. I have to make sure that I get some tweets out for the for the Florida fans. Hey, Just, Flor- hey, ta- hey, hey Florida, hey Florida, you ready to take this Pac-12 L? Oh man, yeah, yeah. That, it would be funny if you just it, like leading up. Um, I, I know that it's fresh in people's memories that Utah was not prepared to start last year. Um, 
but I think they figured things out in in a more permanent way. Cam Rising and Tavion Thomas are are entrenched, right? And I know Thomas had some fumbling issues, and Rising, even though he was a team captain, uh, wasn't given the starting job. P.S. Uh, congratulations to Charlie Brewer, named the starter at Liberty after uh, quitting in the middle of the year. Yeah, he was at like, Utah. I'm out. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope he does well. I, I yeah. really do. Um, but he, he, he lost the job and, and they were better for it. Uh, but I just, I know it's, I know it's Gainesville. I know it's the sec, but like, this is, we are sending our best and Florida is unranked and Utah is a top 10 team. And the disrespect is already there just on the line being Utah minus three. Okay. So, Oh yeah, yeah. I got, I got Utah in this game, and I'm tweeting out right this second. Hey, double Flo- digits. Hey, Florida Gators fans, y'all will be losing to the Utah Utes in the swamp on Saturday. Enjoy. <laughs> I I think it's a ten point win. Yep. How much crow are we going to eat on this? Because I'd be I'm gonna, I'm going to be honest of of every single Pac-12 game. This is the one that will bum me out if if it doesn't because I remember the way we started last year was like with Montana and NAU <laughs> winning games, and I survived that. And if I can survive that, I can survive anything. But this is the one that like I really don't I don't even want to entertain the idea of our champion going and losing to uh, a middling SEC team with a brand new coach. Yeah. Like Utah could win out and I would even respect anybody who didn't want to include them in the college football playoff conversation because of what happened in Gainesville. If they lose. Yeah. This game is that important to me. Okay. Okay. I I wish for anybody that's not watching the video version of this right now to see the look on George's face, knowing that he's trying to upset Florida fans who already (laughs) hate his guts. (laughs) Nothing would be better. Nothing would be better than for not only, not only Utah to beat Florida, but Emory Jones to have a better year than Anthony Richardson. Oh my God. That would send them through the roof. Oh, I don't want to root. So I'm not going to be rooting for Anthony Richardson's failure because I don't want him to fail, but I am going to be rooting for Emory, uh, um, Emory's greatness, bro. Yeah. Oh man. (laughs) Oh, all right. Colgate Stanford. Do you remember how slow Stanford started last year? No, that was Kansas State, though. That's not Colgate. There, yeah, yeah, listen. I don't care how many annexation of Puerto Rico plays that that Colgate runs, but they're not beating Stanford. They better not, man. I can't. I don't, They're not. I, Stop, R- R- Ralph. You you can't even talk yourself into that. I just it's a it's a toothpaste company. The only thing I know about Colgate is it's my toothpaste brand, and a Donald Foil went there. That's it. I don't want to have to learn anything about Colgate, and I'm gonna watch this game. Uh, but this is another one that I can't even find odds on. All right, so here we are, Action Network. My whole computer wants to. F- my my computer is like freezing to stop me from problem gambling. 
Hey, so um, there, I, there's not odds on this. Okay, I, I have. To, I'm looking at Colgate's depth chart. I don't recognize one of these players. That I mean, like, ne- never have heard of them in high school or anything. I mean, they could be local kids, which is an entire oh possibility. God. Odds shark, uh, which I've used before. Odd Shark is predicting an 18 to 11 Stanford win. Oh, stop. Stop, bro. I don't uh, even know what to do. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> we will just pick this game since, since we don't have odds. I got Stanford winning. Okay. Oh, here here we go. It, the Odd Shark says Stanford minus 40 and a half. 40 and a half? I will, I will take Stanford in that 40 and a half. Okay. What are you doing? Do you think Stanford scores 40 points in this game? Yes. They're playing against Colgate, bro. All right. All right. All right. Colgate started the season against Boston College last year. They lost 51 to nothing. Exactly. And Boston College ain't exactly the... uh, the the offensive juggernauts of the of college football. All right, I will I will bet with you, but I don't. I mean, it, this could easily be a thirty eight nothing game, like where David Shaw sits on the ball, or they're not. They're going to try to sit on it, and it's not going to work. All right, <laughs> next game up: Idaho at Washington State. Okay, um, this is a. a home game for both teams because these two campuses pretty much touch Idaho I have been I've been following Idaho for a long time thanks to NCAA Uh, they were always the team that I would pick and and race to a national championship level before taking another job love the Kibbe Dome love the Vandals that school was so bad that they moved down from FBS to FCS yeah, which I think only two teams have done in the last like 20 years, them and like New Mexico, where everybody else is trying to move up. And we have 20 more teams than we had 20 years ago. Yeah, they were I like think Idaho we fit and New better. Mexico State we dropped fit down. Better. We fit uh, better there. This is this should be a murder. It should be a murder. Like we shouldn't even be talking about this game. The way that Jake Dickert has publicly backed Cam Ward is so much different than any quarterback transfer in or like not even Lincoln Riley has talked about like they they even pretended to make Miller Moss versus Caleb Williams a contest at USC. Yeah. Like not. That has never been the case at Washington State from the moment that they had a shot to bring in Cam Ward and his coach. Jake Dicker has been like doing a pre Heisman campaign. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And this is a guy who was around, I think, Carson Wentz and Josh Allen. Yeah. Is there he is like, is there even a line on this game? Let me see. How how far are you willing to take this? 40. 40. Okay. It looks like it's 28 and a half. That's it? Yeah. Mm. 
That should be a first half line, if we're being yeah. honest. Yeah, I'm I'm going Washington State. And that's this is most sports books don't have anything. FanDuel doesn't, MGM doesn't, Caesars doesn't. So this is win bet sportsbook, the win, Steve Wynn. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm taking it at 28. And I'm gonna do it as well. All right. Next game up, a more competitive game. Boise State at Oregon State. Oregon State minus two and a half. This is one of the games that will determine if they make a bowl game or not. They cannot lose this game if they want to go bowling. That is true. Uh, Is this in Corvallis? Yes. So what they're saying is that, that despite the minus two and a half, Boise State is actually the favorite. That's what they're saying. Yeah. That's why I've always been led to believe that, yeah, that, that you being get three at home points. is worth three points. Yeah. So Oregon State's starting Chance Nolan. Jebby is the backup. And the captain. What do you think of that? Mm. That's usually not a good sign. That's what happened at Utah last year. That means that that's who they believe should be starting. But, but remember, Je- Jebby tore his knee up real bad. Yeah. And he may just need a little bit more time to, you know, to get all the way back acclimated into football. So I am going to – I I believe in Jonathan Smith and what he's doing out there. <clears throat> I know that Boise State is going to play tough. Um my son got a chance to work out with their quarterback a lot in uh, Hank Bachmeyer. See, and that the way that I said that I don't feel like I could ever bet on uh, on Braxton Bur- Burmeister is the opposite of how I feel about Hank Bachmeyer. Yeah, he just finds a way to get it done, bro. And Boise State is tough, tough. <sighs> and they're just annoying. And they want to show that they can be in the Pac-12. Mm. I'm still going to take. Yeah, yeah. did you State, hear? But... Did you hear that they've hired they've hired consultants to start exploring moving up and moving on? Yeah. Yep. I. So and I don't. You, I don't you've like always it. been super against taking them. Yes. Yeah. They they offer nothing. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, so. Defensively, if they can stop the run. That's they got a shot. The, that's right. where that's where I'm saying I'm picking Oregon State, but I don't feel good about it. Yeah, I'm. It's because it's wild because there's no room. There's absolutely no room to pick Oregon State, uh, or to pick Boise State to cover. It's you're picking a winner. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Uh. I am going to pick a, I'm going to I'm going to pick against Oregon State. I just I just the, the I think the hype I think at the end of the day the hype is too much. Yeah. The hype behind Oregon State is too much and I do think that they're going to figure it out as the season goes and I think that they're going to have a better time with the teams that they're more familiar with. Uh but Hank Bachmeyer is one of the better quarterbacks that they're going to face this year. And this run defense is probably a top five run defense that they're going to face this year. Yeah. So is your boy Cyrus Habibi Likio still there? Um, let me pull up the depth. 
because I know last year he was he's, no, he's no, struggled. no 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 it's George no no he's uh, gone it's George Halani okay okay and he's he uh, he's not very good um he started out really good but they yeah and then they have this kid Aston GD who's a freshman but behind him. 5-8-205. Because this is the tough one, because if Boise State gets a lead, I'm not sure they're going to be able to sit on it. I'm not changing my mind. I'm going to roll okay. Boise State week one. I still think that 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 Oregon State's going to a bowl, but I'm not like all these people out here saying they're going to be a 10-win team. Yeah, dude, if they lose this game, they're not going to a bowl. All right. Um, oh, my God. Last game, Kent State at Washington. Last year, when they played Texas A&M, they got beat 41 to 10. They beat VMI 60 to 10. They lost to Iowa 30 to 7, and Iowa's a struggle fest. They lost to Maryland 37 to 16. They beat Bowling Green, beat Buffalo. Western Michigan put up 64 on them, 64-31. They beat Ohio. Yeah, so this is a team that has been able to score in spurts. But, yeah. And they lost to Wyoming in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. 52-38. to <laughs> What's the line on this game? So there's for sure a line on this game. Yeah. Uh, I don't think... I don't think we're in a situation like last year. I mean, I just remember everybody's survival pool getting wrecked with everyone going with Washington out of the gate last year. Yep. Um, the line on this game is Washington minus 23. Okay. Kent State scored a lot in conference yes. play. A lot, a lot. Uh, and so, you know, I think their quarterback, Dustin Crum, has graduated. And if that's the case, then I, I don't expect that to continue because that he was the kind of guy that would rush for a hundred yards a game on top of whatever he did yeah. as a passer. Um, and I think they were very driven by having that type of athlete at the quarterback position. Meanwhile, that is what we're dealing with on the Washington end. So I am going to say, even though I respect Kent State coach Sean Lewis and the job that he's done over the last few years, because he got hired, they went two and ten, and now he has two different bowl appearances with a team that, you know, I, I mean, just Kent State. Think about it; they're seventeen, they're seventeen and fourteen in the last three years after he took the job, and they went two and ten. So I think he's a good coach. I think they're going to put some points on the board, but. I got to roll with Washington in this one. I think it's going to be a four touchdown win. I hope mm. it's going to be a four touchdown win. Otherwise they're in for um, some, some trouble, but for 42 to 14, a lot like the, uh, the, I believe the Arizona state NAU score is what I'm going to roll with here. I agree with you. I think Washington is in a, I, I feel conf, more confident about their coaching with the boar. He's recruiting better than Jimmy Lake. Everything seems to be more stable and more positive than it was with Jimmy Lake was under was at the at the, at the helm. I could feel and the things going wrong. I just wish football was more complicated than like my brain saying good quarterback, good season. Right, because that's why I'm picking Boise State over 
Oregon that's, State, no, and, it's, no, no, and it's why I'm the, rolling the, with Washington. The reason why your brain says that is because that's what football teaches us. Is that good? Good quarterback, good team, and and yeah, but who and, just who you, just and, got off the national championship? <laughs> We're just talking about Georgia winning a national championship with a walk on yes. who you don't like because he he does he's not he doesn't tell good jokes or whatever. Mm-mm. Hey, so <laughs> but but uh, you know what though? Good quarterback, you win games. You you uh you uh, start the wrong quarterback. Listen. Sometimes, hey, 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 I know what you hey. mean. I know what you mean. Utah knows what you mean. Exactly. Um, yep. But I, I'm Utah just, did I it just, last year, clearly. Yeah. I, Michael Penix is just, uh, and I know, I know we still have to let the season play out, but he was one of those quarterbacks that transferred, much like Caleb Williams, where I was like, man, that this yeah. is refreshing. If he can stay healthy. We had a down year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If he can stay healthy, they'll be in good shape. Um, all right, you guys, that is Pac-12 Apostles. You guys, football is back. Make sure you leave your comments. Hit us up. We're, we're here every week now. We won't let you down. Peace out. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 